Hello and welcome to another episode of Block Talk. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe or ever listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode and leave a five-star review while you're there. And as always, follow me on Instagram, threads, and TikTok at Michael Block Talk and on Twitter slash X at Block Talk NYC for all the latest news, reviews, and interviews. It's Snatch Game, and shocker, it was pure chaos. The All-Stars took their shot at celebrity impersonation, and some excelled while others found their all-Killies heel on Drag Race. It's time to talk all things Drag Race. This one, you All-Stars, and here with me to fill in the blank, it's Lori Lou. How are you? Good. Here, I'm very excited because, yes, it was chaotic, but for me, I get the references. It was funny and how disorganized it was <laughs> listen and that's why i'm so grateful to have you here because you you are a smart smart person i am a person i think i just grew up with the spanish language <laughs> that's probably it and speaking of pronunciations i'm not great at it um before we got on i gave uh, Lori a little bit of my spanish and she's like wow you're you're dumb no she didn't say that i said that but um no it's I basic not- friends i'm old i don't remember high school <laughs> all right let's give the disclaimer this is an entertainment podcast we're discussing reality digital characters this is presented to us the reality time production we're showing the editing and tell them the show wants to see we react to what is presented yes they're real people they give them an opportunity to go and tell them to share their crafts but they've also put themselves in decision to discuss what is in the podcast we're entertainment discuss reality and show all right, so we have our first international all-star season. How did you feel about this first episode and the second episode? For the UK one? No, no, for all-stars. This is our first official international oh, all-star yeah. season. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, a bit disappointed of from the first episode, because there was no runway, and it was like, okay, is the premiere why there's no runway? Right. It was uh, the second one, it was better. I was like back to regular, back to like okay, challenge and runway, which again I don't understand why they didn't do that in the first episode. Yeah, it it just felt very rushed overall. Um, but this episode felt like it found its footing and also the heightened sense of, oh, okay, all of these competitors actually want to win. They may not all win, but they all want to win, which I actually am really happy about. Like, you don't have people being like, oh, my God, I'm back on the show. It's just a paycheck. They all want to be here. I agree. I agree. Also, how the how many? Like, Four or five bald people. Oh, uh, we're going to talk about the bald people. Don't you worry. We are going to talk about the bald people because I think that bald moment's coming on the um, Block Talk End of the Year Awards for 2024 because, wow, Everyone. that lady did that. Let's go into it. The first queen has received a chop and it is Pink Shadora, but leave it to Samantha Valentine's to give a review on the lip sync performance. She calls Hornella's performance flat. As Setless sank her. Can't wait to see what she does. Samantha Ballantines, the one who is going to critique someone's lip sync performance. 
I mean, I will say though, I do agree who won. I agree 100%. Mm-hmm. I know Setless was helping a friend, but I don't think that was the right decision. But okay. Fair enough. It's a bittersweet feeling for Setless. She feels bad for Pink Shadora, but on the other hand, she's got money. And Sagittarius believes it was smart to keep Onyx because Onyx can fuck up in a comedy challenge or snatch game as Pink Shadora is good at everything. Hmm, it's like they knew wow. what was coming. So foreshadowing. Being first out is not good, but it was what it does. Onyx will send her kisses. Ornella is feeling the moment momentum gain with being in the top and winning a challenge, but still second place. Uh, I mean, that's the weird thing when it comes to like the, the you know, all the wikis who do all the points and all the, the, the kids who have no time because they don't actually go to school, but they just watch Drag Race and update Reddit. Like they're the ones who do all the point systems. And like when you have an All-Stars season, technically, yeah, Hornella won, but she didn't win win. I, talking about that, I, I saw this like Instagram, they do all charts, like Drag Race charts. Yeah. Who has more followers? Mm-hmm. Blah, 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 blah. Like, when do you do this? <laughs> Obsessive, right? It, like, wh- how do you, you know imagine how to it's it's sick because the amount of time that it takes me to do some of the things that I do for the podcast, I I get worn out. I'm doing the bare minimum. I know, and this one like involves charts and statistics yeah. and stuff like like, dude, I know. <laughs> Yeah, it's, 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 hey, listen, they might have a computerized at this point. And if they have a computerized, uh, come help me. I need things computerized. I'm just not good with that kind of shit. So about the lipstick, who did Hornella pick? She will reveal that she would have eliminated Onyx. Are you surprised? No, I mean, I I would have picked Onyx like fair like if we play fair like oh what's what i think would deliver in a better way and which one no if we're gonna do that yes i think onyx was the right choice however i do agree kind of with setless especially setless in her season she was not especially a comedy queen and her thinking Mm -hmm. about oh if i keep onyx and there's a comedy challenge well, I already know for sure there's someone who's going to be worse than me. You're like securing yeah. being safe. Hornello says it was obvious that Les would save Onyx. She would save Pink Shadora. It was the season connection. And again, to be fair, the way this was filmed, no one had seen the season yet. So no one knows what happened in season three. But Hornello and Pink Shadora, they have a trauma bond. They did the show together. They know what each other's about and even though they read each other in this reading challenge they they do have the connection so i it was not surprising how her vote would have been onyx didn't seem pressed but do you anticipate more alliance forming by season obviously we're going to see that happen again this episode but is this going to be the trend of the season where you're saving your sister from your season i no, I think that is going to slowly break off. I can't wait to see it. And I can't wait to see who has to do it first. Oof. Ooh, let yeah. that happen. I can't wait. I think Yurigi. Well, yeah, I think she could do it. <laughs> Onyx is ready to collect her debts. Maybe maybe next season, but we'll get to it. It's a new day in the workroom, and we get this little montage of the previous week's wigs on wig heads. 
I thought that was fine. I like keeping that kind of thing. Uh, yeah, I think that's, I mean, it's a nice, like, oh, it's there. And then, you, this helps me with my pitch. Oh, it's okay. Uh, it helps me with my pitch that I want to make a big grand uh, Drag Race Hall of Fame actual like museum exhibit type situation. So let's keep doing this and, and getting the fans excited. So World of Wonder, call me. No, no, don't call you. They're going to steal your idea. I, I can't afford any of that shit. They ha I have to curate it for them. They pay me to make it happen. No, I'll tell you later an idea that i have okay you tell me later how we'll make it happen we'll make it happen yes okay. all right since this is all stars i suppose the filming of bits is different as now it's going to be time to read the mirror message from pink shadora short and sweet and the short one we'll have to clean it on to the next we're moving on we will get a glimpse at our first deluxe pin uh i would like a deluxe pin so if anyone wants to buy me the pins that i'm behind on i would love all my badges because i collect them so thanks which one are you missing Oh, I'm missing. I I think I don't have. I think Brazil was the last one I got. So everything past Brazil at the moment I don't have yet. So if anyone wants to donate to the cause, it will help me be the happier person. There will be some jokes being made about height, and Setless will read Paquita for being short, and then Sagittarius is like, "This is the shortest cast in history." Um, I mean, she's not wrong. Onyx looks like a giant next to them. I think she's probably maybe six foot. Yeah, I mean. When they said that, it was funny because Sagittaria did not say it with the best wording, so mm -hmm. it showed her brain cell not working. Yeah. Onyx also states that this is the cast with the most baldies. We're going to add another one to the mix, but we'll get to it. Don't you worry, friends. The alarm sounds. The Supreme leaves them a message about being versatile. Uh, this was a very generic message that had no hint in it, uh, which is fine. I guess they just had to throw this one in there. They filmed it. Yeah. They said, go, just put it in. Supreme arrives in a silver suit, and I was here for it. I would take it. It was so metallic and so fun. Um, and also, whoever was the hairstylist for Supreme this episode, I need the tips. Because that hair is exactly what I would love to do with my hair. <laughs> it was so fun. So fun. Uh, yes, but I also think the, the curly helps. Yeah, I know. I have fucking straight hair. It's terrible. I hate it. Oh, well. <laughs> and don't don't anyone say just go bald, because that would actually be the worst thing in the world. <laughs> With no time to spare, as our chaos is going to be on way too long in this episode, we are diving straight into the reveal of the Maxi Challenge. It is time for Snatch Game. Now, Lori Lou, I'm going to ask you a question. And, and this is a great opportunity for me to ask you a question um, that would go perfect with this episode. What do you do for Snatch Game? What would I do for Snatch Game? Well, currently, I want to be an alien. I will be an alien. Or Jesus. Any kind of alien? Just an alien. Well, no, an alien from Uranus. Naturally. Of course. Is there any... Spanish or Mexican icon that you would want to portray also? Uh, well, I've been thinking about this icon, legendary. She recently was um, the first trans woman to win a reality TV show in a very mm -hmm. you know, conservative, Wendy Guevara. She's fucking hilarious. Uh, I would like to play her, but, you know, I'm a vagina owner and I'm a little bit scared to, you know. Okay, so here, 
as some okay here, i'm gonna give you someone who also has a, a, a vagina that you could do anna locking i don't think she's that funny i love her hair she's though crazy though she her listen her drag is getting so good yeah i mean her looks amazing but if then if i chose that then i just do i don't know michelle visage or <laughs> some crazy as other artists from mexico that's fair so that's you have a data, i don't know right. i mean now she's like a drug person <laughs> some will have played snatch game twice and some will have never played it at all which is insane but whatever it's samantha Valentine. she's never played it but we learned that she has prepared six characters for season two which is insane which also checks out that she probably hears voices yes so supreme will give a hint at who will be joining them to play snatch game they have two adjectives in common with all of you she says pesky premium i was lost so were they and that's okay they'll find out soon did you understand what she was saying no most of i was like mm, no say yeah. it okay. i was like say it say it right now but on the runway they will be joined by sylvia abril why was she wearing a knockoff Theresa May promo look from UK3? To be Same honest, color story and everything. Some of these uh, guest judges, I don't know. It's fair. Well, what I, I have learned is Silvia Abril is a Spanish actress who appeared in yeah. Spain's Eurovision entry from 2008. Now, remember the Eurovision runway that Pink Shadora did with the guy with the big hair? Yeah. She was part of the supporting act for Rodolfo Chiclacar Cutre. Oh. So I she mean, was in that number. I, I Googled him and I was like, oh, I, I see who you are now. But yeah. yeah, they're not as iconic as other, you know, people that they have had. Can I ask a question? Where's Charo? Exactly. Where is Charo? They had they had her for the main one. And they doing, did not even mention Drag Race Espana once. I know, like, <laughs> doing fucking flamenco. And they're like, yeah, you want to dream to Spain. Like, <laughs> they could have said, listen, you know what the prize should have been? You want a trip to Spain to guest judge Drag Race Espana. <laughs> I know. Like, I don't know. It was weird. But there's, like, so many icons from Spain that could be there you know what i yeah, mean I know. well we'll get there i'm sure the queens head to their stations to start preparing for the challenge to, to end all challenges onyx calls this the most overrated challenge thoughts on that overrated i don't know if i will use that word do you think she says that because she's not good at it yeah uh, yeah I mean, I think so too. Overrated in the way that have we seen that before? Yes, but I think that what it makes it so good and iconic is that number one is not a staple, and number two, it does show uh, a level of quickness, a level of preparedness, and how good you are at your craft, especially yeah. if you consider yourself funny. I think one of the things that is very different for what originally the goal of snatch game was is 
I, I truly honestly believe with my heart of hearts that Snatch Game was really a moment to honor the the celebrity impersonations that a lot of drag artists did um, because that was a lot of what mainstream drag was for the longest time. You would go to Vegas and you'd go see the drag celebrity impersonation show. The, the, the challenge has evolved to, into a way where it's not the same anymore. So like when you're used to seeing people do Dolly or Judy or Liza, that's what Snatch Game I think was inherently trying to be. And it's just gotten to the point where so many options have been used. It's not that we're running out of options. They're not picking the right options. So sometimes the Snatch Game is not working for certain people, but when it works, it works. No, no, I I agree. And I mean, they still do impersonations. There's these iconic- Of course, of course. I love, she's the sweetest. I worked with her like several times back in Mexico. Her name is um, uh, Pavel Arambula, sings exactly Mm -hmm. like Thalia. He impersonates Thalia and when he sings, exactly like her. So it's like you're seeing Mm -hmm. the cheaper ticket to see Thalia. (laughs) Right. I mean, obviously, like we had Christian Peralta, who is known for celebrity illusions. And Mm -hmm. and that's a big part of, uh, of... I know a lot of the drag that they do and and that's what's amazing about it and i think i i maybe i'll write an article about it maybe i'll see if i get to write a, write an article about it but that i just think we need to remember that this is also a place to honor that style of drag yeah of course that, that's what i mean like i don't think it's overrated i think it's more like it kind of shows part of the craft and also go back to the roots of where drag came from you know like exactly. even back in theater. Exactly. Because yeah, yeah, you do have to prepare to make a voice, to make this. Like if you're gonna do this iconic person, you gotta study it. You cannot be like, oh, I'm it's gonna be like this person and, uh, uh, and that's it. No. Well, well Onyx is hoping to redeem herself. No, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean it's overrated if you don't know how to prepare yourself. So exactly. Onyx is hoping to redeem herself from her season. It's the episode she went home. Let's see if history repeats itself. Ha ha ha. She says the character she will be playing is someone she'll become in a few years. A bit sassy, a bit old, and very angry with life and everything. Um, is that me now? Uh, you know, you everyone knows that I love SpongeBob. When yeah. I was young and beautiful and everything, I thought I was going to grow up to be, you know, SpongeBob. Of course. And I'm fully my character, fully Squidward. Yeah. Well, congratulations. I'm glad you fulfill your your destiny. <laughs> Onyx tells Sagittarius she did well in Snatch Game, and she's like, "Oh yes, I guess I did." That's a humble twink. She does not like. She cannot take um, any like gratitude or or positive affirmations. I I think she's um, her social cues are. Yeah, compliments not good for her. But she is not feeling the pressure as her character is the opposite of her original. It's a bit truer to life. And she's a very joyful character from a really weird family. Oh, and she works for the network that is broadcasting this show. So no stress, no stress. Once again, we're just teasing us with who they're doing by not naming names. Not very helpful to the international audience here. Uh, You got to dumb it down for me, please. No, no, I I agree. Like even myself, when they were like Mm -hmm. giving... I was watching it with uh, my girlfriend and I was like, who do you think it is? And she she loves Spain. She's like 
the Spain icons lover. She was also like, I don't know, until they came <laughs> out. She was like, oh, I know who they are. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Setless is, oh, is putting on a wig with a very strong hairline. And she tells us that if she had the chance to do Snatch Game again, she would have done the character the Javis told her to do. Alice Kibaha. Um, yeah. Uh, just a reminder, friends, that if you look at the credits for Drag Race España, the Javis are producers. So really, what Supreme says is fine. But what the Javis says, I guess, are really what you should listen to. Well, wait, I I will defend this decision because he, when she said it, I was like, oh, work. He is a very famous, like, YouTuber who says, like, very mm -hmm. unhinged shit. And he yeah. does that. <laughs> right. And that's why she was told to do it on season two. But she said, no, she didn't want to do it. She does have the voice like like that. Like, she it's very does. And she on. has the catchphrase. Very spot on. babies. She's got the tone. She's got the voice. She is going to heed her advice. Now, Poopy did very well on Snatch Game. In fact, she won. She mm. had room to play as Carmen. Poopy will compliment Hornella as the king because, well, she was actually there to see it, unlike the others who are pretending they know what happened on season three. Mm -hmm. Hornella will be taking a risk again with a character and... Three personalities. She will be paying, portraying Jose Luis Moreno, accompanied by Rockefeller. He was a ventriloquist, and that's all you got to know for now. Were you familiar with Jose Luis Moreno? Um, I mean, I kind, I kind of knew it. It was more like when uh, it appeared. I was like, oh, mm -hmm. oh, I have a vague reference because he's a little bit sure. old. Yeah. Uh, but it was not very successful. Poopy will be playing a character who's a bit dumb. She compares it to Sagittaria. So much shade. We love it. Poopy will tell us that she is a very well-known woman and has a manner of speaking that makes her look like a foreigner. Okay. I don't know what that means. Um, now, Samantha you know, was... Yeah, go ahead. I don't know if you saw... Um, what's it called? Uh, how the House of Flowers, La Casa de las Flores, where Valentina was there. It's a Mexican, like basically a telenovela. I don't think I did. Well, there's a character that speaks kind of like her, and I think was inspired by her. That is like, gotcha. Ay, se me olvidó cancelar el mariachi, stuff like that, right? So it's kind gotcha. of like they very slow paced, very unhinged, without like reacting, like not how humans actually. Gotcha. Do. That's fair. Samantha was the only one to not play Snatch Game, and she is very eager. She will be doing Rafael, who is a Spanish singer who was also part of Eurovision twice for Spain in the late 60s. He is regarded as one of the most successful Spanish singers in the world. Yeah, true. Are you familiar with Rafael? Yes, some songs. We're That's it. Up. That's all we're going to get. No walkthroughs. We're going straight to the set because we're going to see chaos personified. Welcome <laughs> to Snatch Game All-Stars. Let's get wild. We will meet our celebrity players who are likely, we're told, no instructions because this chaos would not have happened if it wasn't for the two of them. We have Yorena, who is a Spanish pop singer, and Yola Bericol, who is a Spanish media personality and the subject of many gossip magazines. Are you familiar with either lady? 
only the actress, but like very vaguely. I'll say though, I kind of love, but at the same time, I'm like, wow, this is very unhinged with the whole production of Drag Race Spain. Because I feel like yeah. they just give them like, hey, this is what you have to accomplish. Uh, and here's the money. And then they like have good ratings, but it's always like they do whatever the fuck they want. And it's so unhinged and it's so chaotic. But I feel like Loki that makes it so good. And that's what's so <laughs> funny about it. You're right. It, it, it's like the game is about the, the, the contestants. Like we're here to watch the contestants succeed, but they pull so much focus that it's almost like, in a way, like this is all stars. You just got to be on your toes. So maybe this is part of the, the, the act is, can you impersonate? Can you um, stay focused? And can you handle what's thrown at you? So maybe this was an extra bit of a challenge. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it was Poopy who said it or some, I don't know if it was someone else. They were like, oh, these guest guests, um, not judge, but like people, they want to take center stage. Yeah. Not letting us be the stars. And I 100% yeah. agree. Like the way they were oof, acting, it was like, bitch, this is not your moment. This is not a telenovela. Yeah, I agree. Well, Supreme will ask Yola a question about a genre she would want to perform in next. And when you give a mouse a cookie, they go off on a fucking tangent. The lady knows no bounds. Yola of the jungle. Um, wow. She she not even stayed seated. She got up and, and pretended to swing on a vine. And I was like, she's going to hurt herself. I know. I was like. <laughs> well, let's get to the game. Here's how we're going to do it. We will discuss each contestant on their own. Of course, there's going to be overlap for things. Fret not. We will get to everything. Don't you worry. We'll talk about it all. So let's talk about Hornel Gongora as Jose Luis Moreno. It is the hack Jose Luis Moreno. He is really glad to be there. And then Supreme will adapt what I'm going to call her poopy poison voice and ask if it's true that he only wears robes. He says when he has guests at home is to them to show him them his birdie, which is a euphemism because then he's going to pull out a puppet, hand up the ass, but then he stands up and there's a jockstrap. So there was a lot that happened in a 10 second span. Yeah. I mean, I, I got the joke. I just think it was the delivery and the way um, the prop management, which I am familiar with yeah. having prop malfunctions. Uh, mm -hmm. I mean, it happens to everyone. You know, uh, I, I guess you understood the euphemism, euphemism of bird, pajaro. With, of, know, course. of course. Yes. Uh, I am a homosexual, so I, I know all the <laughs> cock references. Uh, yeah, I just, I feel like it was very badly handled. I, it I was agree. a good joke. It's just, it was not very well delivered. Our first question goes to Yarena. Malama, besides his musical talent, has another talent, which according to him is bigger and he's most proud of. He's talking about blank. Yarena says his performance in bed and Jose Luis will answer, put his hand through the cat flap. I'm assuming that's another sexual innuendo there, cat flap. Yeah. It was, I, I will say this, it was very sexual, which yeah, very. Was, I mean, I'm going to go ahead, made Poopy shine the most. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. 
For Yola's second question, Chayo Mohendano's TikTok are on everybody's lips but hers, precisely because in her mouth it doesn't even fit a blank. She will say mask or composite. Jose Luis will say what doesn't fit in her mouth is a Kosovar Albanian axe. I guess that's funny if you know things about him. Uh, I'll say that, in my opinion, I didn't like that it didn't reference a lot of the songs. Mm-hmm. Like, there's so many famous songs of his. And never, never once references. Not even the most famous one. Like, you could have said something like that. I think it was like, meh, like, okay. You mm-hmm. say, right? Now, Ra- Rafael will say it wasn't funny, and Jose Luis will tell him he won't be on Spanish television anymore. So there was a little rivalry going on between Cornella and Samantha's characters, which made sense because they feel like they occupy the same uh, category of older gentlemen. Well, I'll say that um, we the bird should have been the one saying the outrageous shit. Because that was and the that's character. why you're brilliant. No, that was the character like in the television. I, I again, I don't remember watching it because I was very young. But mm-hmm. like, there's like clips around, and yeah, it was like normally. I remember the show. It was like a talk show, and he would like say something very serious, something like very yeah, I'm educating the public, blah blah blah. And then the bird will be the one saying like ah, fuck this shit, or like the politically incorrect shit to say. Right. But it was funny because it was like saying it plain and straight. Exactly. Well, now he's going to turn to Elise and ask if he wants a kiss. And it, we're going to see tongue on tongue. We're not even having things going to mouse. It's just tongue on tongue. It was very gross. <laughs> I, it was a thing. Do you think they prepared it or was that just in the moment? I think it was in the moment. Yeah. Our third question is for Yorena. Enriqueta Marti was the name of the famous vampire of Barcelona, a mysterious woman who went down in history for being the greatest at sucking blank. She says from her heart to the audience. I will say that's lost in translation because I didn't understand that, 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 doesn't, that doesn't form a sentence. But Jose Luis will say she sucked Russian models thongs. Okay, so is this man part of like the Russian mob or something? What, what is this connection between the, Russia? I don't know. I know she was like a uh, like kind of like Walter Mercado, but in a darker, gothy mm-hmm. way. Gotcha. She was more like that. She was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to like you call her and be like, oh, yeah, I see the future, blah, blah, blah. And we had like um, the satanic panic in Mexico and in Spain. Mm-hmm. She was part of that. Like, yeah, saca el demonio, saca tu poder satanico, and stuff like that, no? But, yeah, I also did not think that was very funny. Which is very Overall, sad. I actually knew yeah, that. I was like, you can do a lot. You can do, like, stuff. And she never, she only used the cards once. And I thought that was, like, a missed opportunity. Um, I think overall the performance from Hornella was not nearly as good as the last season. And I think that um, unfortunately that's what we have to go on an all-star season. When you have an original performance, you have to be able to um, compare and contrast. And I don't think 
comparatively, Cornella was successful. Mm-hmm. Let's move on to Drag Setlas. Her super advice, her super devices are worthless, but we love her because of them. Alice Kabaha. Hola, babies. He's super delighted to be there with them. And it's time for some advice. Transform all your shit into fertilizer around the world, babies. Um, you know what? Great, great, great advice. I'm not sure that I'm gonna take it, but great advice. And I mean, I again I think the advice was very well taken. And mm-hmm. I think it was, it nailed it because this individual, like the actual influencer, YouTuber, whatever, he does that very unhinged shit and stuff like that. He's even like a meme. Like there's a lot of memes. Well, for our first question, he will answer, hi, horny baby, which he's already tasted, where a lioness steps, a pussycat leaves no footprint. Now, after the question is answered, because it doesn't matter what the question was or the answer yeah. was, Carmen will call it gross. And now Alice uses a, a toy fan to form a protecting shield against insults. And this is the gimmick that was so stupid and funny. I wish I had one of those. <laughs> That's everywhere in like in knickknack stores. Mm hmm. Do you think it actually works to protect me? It is a thing. It is a thing. Uh, I think the the meme is like, uh, like if you are like a hateful bitch, like, me protejo, me protejo, me protejo. Like, yeah, like your vibe is not coming to me. That that was like the joke. That that was a joke. It was it was very funny. Um, and once again, Carmen will call her crap, and the protecting shield against insults is used. I think what Drag Setless was doing was realizing, okay, this is the character that works for me. I know it very well, and it's it 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 it's silly and stupid. And I think that's how you hack Snatch Game. You, you do yeah. something that's over the top. I mean, not to quote RuPaul, but if the wheel ain't broken, exactly. Now we jump over Honella again with the second question for Yorena after. 3,500 movies under his belt. Nacho Vidal has no strength in his blank. She says to keep using his baguette like dick. And Tamara is mortified. We will get to her. Don't you worry. Alex will say brain because he thinks he's like him and has pink glitter coming out of his brain. Alex will proceed to pull the wig cap and produce glitter. It was a moment. He will then throw the glitter at Tamara who thinks it's anthrax and calls for an assistant. So, so funny and stupid. Obviously, this was something you planned because you got to put the glitter in there, but it was just timed so well. No, of course. And I wish they put Poopy and Sadlas sitting down together. Yeah. You're right, but just having them on top of each other really did help with their dynamic as well. Now, we will discuss Hairgate shortly, but when we get to Yorena writing her third answer, Alessio will say they wrote it already so his head doesn't get shaved and calls over to Tammy, who won't turn around and fall into a trap. We get a please, pretty please back and forth between the two. Alessio will say when you're feeling sad, hug a shoe. 
because a shoe reassures you, baby. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, dumb. In Spanish, so dumb. Make, in Spanish makes makes sense because uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, for people who do not speak Spanish, uh, to say she she will give her the shoe to hug to feel better. Yeah. Um, do you hug shoes? No. <laughs> Neither do I. I, I don't know if they have a soul. My, I mean, I don't wow, know. Wow, that but... was good. That was a good joke. Yeah, it is a good joke. It's a good joke. But I mean, when I heard it, I was like, oh, that is a good joke in Spanish. Yeah. Did you laugh? I did. I don't know if it works in English that well, though. Drag set lasted very well. Very, very proud. I was surprised because she like is not very known for being a comedy queen mm -hmm. i'm not gonna lie uh my jesus number highly inspired by her because of course in mexico we love uh drag the canarias and she's one mm -hmm. of the winners from canarias of course uh, i think she won two years in a row iconic so she's more like production glam and this so seeing yeah. her shine in comedy when she was so insecure is like whoa work bitch let's move on to paquita as carmen Dan marina without her barcelona would like would be like spain without gazpacho who hasn't walked down las ramblas without bumping into her winking eye and her playful tongue it's carmen de marana and that is a face only a mother could love but Fairly accurate. I did a Google search, and that's that lady's scary. Well, she she. I think she already passed away, but she was a, like an iconic trans woman. She tells us that she performed her pussy with Ambipur. Well, that's what at least the the subtitle said because you couldn't understand anything coming out of her mouth because of the lip. Yeah, I was also reading the subtitles. <laughs> This is now the second time that Paquita has picked a character where prosthetics have gotten in her way. I agree. Is no, she I mean, afraid? I don't think she's afraid. I think she doesn't know how to apply them properly. Yeah. Well, how old was she when she first showed her tit? 16 when she showed it to Supreme's father. And now she shows it to Supreme, but she didn't like it. But a very good back and forth. That's how you that's how you play Snatch Game. It was very well done. But we're not going to get that much content from Kita. We will have our first answer about Maluma uh, and says that Sissy Cox is like a log. And then she was insulted by Aless. She's sucking it, apparently. Then screams woman. So we're getting a lot of chaos coming out of Paquita, yeah. but apparently it stays within the character. I mean, I this is well, this is one of the main reasons why I'm like kind of scared about, mm -hmm. for example, I did think about doing Wendy Guevara, iconic. She's super funny. She has a lot of memes and everything like that. Uh, I think this is a great example of what I'm afraid of. Since she is, a, you know, a trans icon, especially in Spanish culture, it can be a slippery slope, like how you portray it. Like mm -hmm. it can be slightly offensive. It can be like diminishing what they did, what they represented. Right. And I feel like that's kind of like what happened. And maybe that's why we didn't get a lot of content. 
Yeah. For the question about the lyrics, she says, I'm still the same and I put a foot in my pussy. Oh, Lord. Now, Yola is ready to be her manager and Tamara is playing for all the sinners. Now, for Chayo Mahandano, he can't fit the wood of an MD. And once again, Tamara is not happy with the answer. She wants it to stop. And that's it. Everything for Paquita in this game was basically revolving around somebody else. Yes. And that's fine. So I knew that she was definitely going to be safe or, or, or bottom, but there was, I guess, some other people who were worse than her. Yeah, no, it was like, okay, like, man. Um, I guess, again, going back to that, it's like doing La Veneno, I'll say, because mm -hmm. you got to do it in a place from love, but also you got to know her right. by heart to make it right. funny. As much as she has, like, very funny phrases and very funny, you know, iconic moments. Uh, it was a woman who was highly abused by media. Uh, they were literally seeing her as, as a spectacle and like more like a creature mm -hmm. than a human being. And I right. feel like that's, that's the slippery slope of doing these iconic people. That they, yes, they're right. funny and they're like mean something and I guess you want to honor them. But at the same time, well, you got to be funny. It's true. Let's see if this was funny. Sagittaria, Sagittaria as Rosario Flores. Since her cat did ow, ow, ow through her body and her life became colorful, her motto is, I'll tell you all and not, it's Rosario Flores. Now peep that photo of Pink Shadora on the side as Lola Flores. Well, Rosario Flores is her daughter. And based on the button and spinning around, I can only assume she was a coach on the Spanish version of The Voice. But this Rosario was not Rosario. No, not at all. She was doing something else. <laughs> oh, boy. Are, were you familiar with Rosario Flores? I'm more familiar with her mother. I mean, icon. Fair. But... All right, Supreme was wondering, was, has, her, has she ever worn straight hair? And she says when she got there, it was Japanese straight, but with all the heat, it turned into a chihuahua. I want to dissect that Japanese straight for a second. What does that mean? Um. <laughs> okay. In I I I don't know if it's the same here, but we we have like treatments for hair that is like alaciado japonés. Okay. So, like, you, gotcha. Like like basically keratin. Gotcha. Because I was like, that is that is this? Are we are we being offensive here? I don't know why it's it's a Japanese straight that that feel. Felt a little strange on the subtitles, but it's hey, a bit we, offensive, we know that it's though. A... It's a bit offensive yeah. though, because you're like, I mean, they're like, oh, straight hair, like yeah. they have it. The singer's lyrics are a thousand colors. She's still in a thousand colors, but she will tell you, Reina, that she has such a voice that when she hears it from there, she wants to stand up and say, Ole, Ole, Ole. And allegedly, the impersonation is not there as Jirigi doesn't know if she's Rosaria or an old Melody with a weird nose job. Who, who's, who's Melody? Who are we referring to here? I don't know Melody, but I do agree that it was not Rosario and it felt more like like a señora, like a 
typical maybe valencian senora yeah. now when it comes to vampire sucking she wrote microphone because she has an irresistible voice that she can't resist so overall basically we didn't get that much content from sagittaria but when we did it was all music based so she definitely was like i know who this character is but didn't learn how to be the character again i think it's like you gotta know them by heart it's not it, it's not no. enough just like oh i know them you know do you think she was hoping Pink Shador would be there in Snatch Game so she would be able to refer to her Lola Flores a little bit and make fun of her and try to be able to banter? That's a very big gamble. I will not, like, expect on that. And if that was the case, maybe then do Lola. Lola is more of an icon. Yeah. All right, let's move on to Samantha Ballantyne's as Rafael. Linares' child is 80 years old now, but he still fills stadiums because watching him is a scandal. Rafael. Now, Samantha will get very into character and move and groove. She gets out of her seat. She is finally ready to play Snatch Game. Now, we're going to find out what's left of Linares, her olive oil. And that is a full-ass jug that was slammed on that table, and it was so heavy that they did a camera-shaking motion. Did you notice that they made the camera shake a little bit? No, I didn't. You notice yeah. a lot of things um, that I'm like, I have to go back and I watch know this. Them. Oh, wow. Th this is why I, 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 I do this so no one has to go back and watch it tell you for you. <laughs> um, can you, do you know anything about um, Lenares and Rafael and the olive oil? I know about Rafael. Uh, I don't know the, about the rest. Again, Rafael is very no. He's like a very famous singer. That is true, but again, I, in my opinion, she didn't make a lot of reference to his famous songs. Right. People well, answer the lyrics question with "I'm still the same Rafael," and he proceeds to stand up. To which Tomata says he's so annoying as it's the same thing every time. Oh, we got some firing going on. For the vampire question, he says olive oil. And Supreme says he can't get out of the loop. So basically what we learned is Samantha Ballantyne's did mediocre. Yes, I agree. But that's not her placement in the actual episode. It's Isn't it crazy when we get to it? She's technically one of the tops. I don't remember that. Yeah, she was the she was the third top. Cornella was the third oh, bottom. Shit. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. Crazy. Yeah, I thought for me it was like meh. Like, I mean you're yeah. not the worst, but you're not the best. Let's talk about simply the best. Poopy poison as Tamara Falco. Her stardom in the heart press, her marquesate in the countryside, her weak nature and her rag tongue correspond to one word unmistakable it's socialite tamara falco she will demand applause from everyone it's her turn why didn't they applaud her poopy poison is very good at snatch game she knows how to make everything happen and make it about her without stealing this attention just in that moment i was like she's winning 
No, work. I, I live and also like even if you didn't know the character, which I was not that familiar, uh, this is how you do a senora. This is like exactly what you do. Like this is a typical conservative, like stereotypical in the Latin culture to have like, I know, Dios mío, no, 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 shut up, blah, blah, blah. But then they have mm -hmm. like, and kids, they're like, no, don't talk about sex. And it's like, right. ma'am, why did you have your kids then? <laughs> like, perfect. Whoopi <laughs> like, was exquisite, like amazing. Suprem will ask her if she knows what logopedics is. And she says she thinks logo is symbol and pedics could be foot, but that's ugly. So a logo on the foot a tattoo she don't know well really what it is is the study of speech defects so i guess this is part of the joke of tamana Valco and her voice i mean again i was not super familiar with her but yeah <laughs> that was For funny Maluma, I mean, she, she didn't know it was funny exactly she played she made fun of the word as opposed to the meaning of it and it was really well done for Maluma, she says, before telling Supreme she is preying on them, she will try to recover from an apparent dig on the LGBTQ community, but she doesn't know the proper letters. No matter what, she loves them all the same. Now, her answer, she says, voice, she's not going to get dirty like the others. So this is a very prim and proper lady. She, she's going to be very clean. She says she didn't really write anything for the Nacho Vidal question, but made a drawing. She says it looks like penis dance. She doesn't want to say it, but will say it in the arse. And then she starts praying. And as she is praying, Alice is talking, and Aramis will tell her to shut up, and maybe she's a demon. And then we get the protecting shield. But Aramis also brought the black book. And at this point in the game, we're almost over. The girls are getting very jumpy. Chaos, chaos. It was chaos. Chaos. As Yola is writing her second answer, Tamara says this game is hard because it's hard to think what Yola thinks when she doesn't even know what she thinks. That is funny. Yeah, that was funny. I feel like when it was started to get chaos, like I, Poopy took advantage of being like, oh my God, this is like what the devil does. And like, again, exactly. great portrayal of like just being a senora, a conservative old lady, being like, I know, no, Dios mío, Dios mío, Dios mío. Great. For Yorena's third question, Rafael will get some olive oil on Tamara and she is mad. She got dirty and finds him weird. She's dying here and finds the game to be disgusting. She heard the question but can't stand anymore. She says she's like her and she can't believe all this. Poopy, great, great. She's very good. She, she would probably be in the Snatch Game Hall of Fame. I think it's a masterclass of even if your your character is not very well known, mm -hmm. you gotta stick to like tropes that okay maybe exactly outside no no one knows it or whatever but this is like an old lady or this is like a stereotypical conservative person or this is what they do in their maybe their regular life. That's what you right. should do. So people Agreed. can like, relate to it. Because comedy is comedy. It doesn't matter. Let's move over to Jory Jeter Klee as Aramis Fuster. 
She was a colleague to Yola and Yorena in a very glamorous hotel, Anamas Fuster. All I know about her is when you get directed to her Instagram, there's a lot of crazy things on her Instagram. I, again, I missed opportunity. Great character. Mm -hmm. Like, amazing. Very missed opportunity. I, I think another example of choosing someone who you think, oh, I know this, but you don't know it by heart. Right. I would love that, for example, when she was answering, I know that later she's like, oh, I'm so upset. I haven't matched with any card. But you are like a tarot reader and you see the future. Make fun of that and be like, I'm, I'm getting a vision. I'm a, a match. Mm -hmm. you know? Like write it at that moment. That would be funny. I think it was a very missed opportunity. And as much as I was gagged with what came after that, it for me it was desperation. I felt like it was a bit desperation. And we're going to talk about it when we get to Onyx, but let's go through Jiriji for the uh, yeah. moment here where she says she's the world's top occultalism authority. So it's going to get supernatural up in here. Yeah. So what will she be in her next life? Well, this is her seventh reincarnation and the last one. She isn't a level higher than the angels. Okay. So she's, she, she, she's, she's the shit. Once again, for the Maluma question, the answer is cucumber. And allegedly, to make a good voodoo, you need a cucumber of considerable size to put it through the anus. And there it is. She was going for it. This is going to cause Tamara's first meltdown and cover her ears. Um, we are not going to talk about cucumbers and anuses, but... Um, <laughs> but yes. <laughs> I think it's a great time. Now, after fighting with Alice, she will tell Supreme she can't remember Yorena's second question because she has Alzheimer's. Okay. And then Tamara and Aramis will reveal that they both speak English, and Aramis will offer to share Tamara's future. Before we get to the, that part, the English going between Poopy and um, Jiriji was wild to me because when I met Poopy, she was like, I'm not going to do an interview because I can't do English. She sounded like she spoke fluently. Good, good job. Um, I feel like <sighs> I know they were easy words, but yeah, Spanish people—they're not the best at speaking English. Like they say, "Wifi." We're going to. Okay? That's all I'm saying. <laughs> we we're going to learn about the future. So she sees her future. And she is going to suck to Chupapo and then suck four. But we're going to talk about the cards. They were fucking Uno cards. I know. I love that. That was, that was hilarious. Tamara's freaking out that it's first it's porn. Now everyone is fighting. And Yorena says that all you need in the world is fighting and porn. I, again, what I said. Great choice. I just think it was not very well researched. Like that's the moment where you go and search interviews, you search like maybe scandals and stuff like that. And maybe do more of like that Uno card. I gagged. It was like funny. Mm -hmm. But wh why did you take advantage of that? That's what I mean. Like exactly. Get to know it, but like soak in it. Now let's talk about someone who did get to know the character, looked like the character, but just could not be funny. Onyx Unleashed as Lorenzo Capril. He's been sewing for more than 30 years and has made more than 5,000 suits, Lorenzo Capril. 
He's had many pesky clients. What's the most bizarre request? He says they asked him to write a book about drag style and he titled it, What Not to Wear a Guide Inspired by Poopy Poison. And then Tamata says she's a mess and there we are. Very meta. Uh, at least Poopy can acknowledge she was a mess. I think that was the only joke. That was the only it was like, the only joke. Pre-prepared joke. But oh, rough. Very rough. While he was waiting to answer the first question to Yola, he made a two-piece suit and then made his answer in the form of an embroidery inspired by Adamus Fuster. He holds up the fabric that says, change stylist, please. I think this was a cute idea, but this was obviously a pre-planned gimmick that didn't match the question. Yes, I agree with that. I think this is... Mm, it's a situation that it has happened before, like with other contestants in other franchises. Mm -hmm. Like I've seen it. When you admire someone so much, but you forget that the challenge is to be funny as well. Right. And as much as he knew it, he had the references, everything. How are you going to make it funny? You exactly. need to maybe make fun of themselves. This. My best example, I think, for me will be Selena. I love Selena. I know her. I like. I'm obsessed with her. I still think it's kind of tricky to make her funny. Mm -hmm. I only know one moment in her interview that she said something funny, like "Diez y cuatro, ha ha ha." But like, as much as I admire her, how do I make it funny? Right. And I think if, the you, if with you're gonna do anyone in relation to Selena, what you do is she who shall not be named who killed her because then you can go crazy and go insane and be funny and mock the bitch. Exactly. And is, I think it's the same here. Um, maybe to lean into not just knowing the character, but okay, you already did a joke that it was funny, not the best delivery, but it was funny about like, oh, what not to wear and stuff like that. And maybe amped it up like, oh, if I'm going to be grumpy and I'm known for being grumpy, show that. Like, right. grumpy. Uh, read people for their what they're wearing. Be like, exactly. oh, like, I'm not going to listen to someone who is wearing that. Or you got to be irreverent. Because honestly, we've been talking about Snatch Game and how they're interacting. And not once have we mentioned Onyx. That's true. Lorenzo doesn't understand what TikTok is because he doesn't have a phone. His most recent phone is a toy that amuses him. His neighbor has inspired him and says good wood in his neighborhood. Okay. Now, as all of this is happening, we will see Jurigia's armamus removed for wig and says that she finds it shocking that they have had no winning answers just yet and will take out a razor to prove it that she will shave her head on television and y'all, this was not a wig. This was actually Jirigi's head. The way that Supreme was freaking the fuck out. And that was a Snatch Game moment to be remembered. Do you think that she thought it was what would give her a top for the week? I was this part of the character? Um. Yes and no. I mean, it is known that she was very over the top. In my opinion, I never knew that she shaved her head. Uh, I mean, there's like lots of actresses 
and you know artists in Mexico who have done that for a performance, which mm -hmm. iconic. Um, not that I know from her, so that's why I felt like in a way it was desperation. And again, I still insist very missed opportunity in some other things again like she's saying oh i didn't get any match well you should have played on the you're a fucking psychic you should have made jokes about that you got the uno cards which is fucking hilarious now with the head shaved chaos yola says she needs a doctor so carmen offers to help her out and by help she goes and gives her mouth to mouth with those lips the lady was like, I'm going to make my time on Drag Race worth it. Mass chaos. Absolutely insane. I think that's what saved her. I think that's what saved her, like, for her snatch game. Autumn, after this moment, Autumn says she's a coke addict. Tamara is asking for help to get her out of there. But that was still only part of the game. There was still more game to play. But even when the game ends, the show's audience is deemed the winner. Are we? Are we the winners? Um, no, no, and then we get a dance party where no one knows the lyrics to the song that they're dancing to. I think this game probably is funny, funnier when you know the references, but you could tell like the ones who volleyed and bantered had the most success. But th this was a very draining snatch game for everybody involved. It was, it was a thing, it was. Very good. I, I actually, I think my face after it finished, I was like gagged and concerned, but at the same time, highly yeah. entertained, but maybe not for the right reasons. That's fair. Well, it's All Stars Community College and recess is over. We are going to have a coordinated entrance because that's the thing they do in Drag Race España. They're going to rehash what happened in Snatch Game. And this was Samantha's first time. How's she feeling? She is very happy to have done it, but will now throw the two crazy guests under the bus. She was watching them and trying to think like them, so she's going to give her own performance of 5.5 or 6. Not very passing, but she's middle ground. Um, kind of low. I don't know. Onyx thinks she started well, but kind of got lost. And then Hornella will offer her rendition of onyx's character and onyx is like well we get it you would have been better but don't blame me your character was not good the girls are feisty. i know right <laughs> sagittaria will revert back to the twink with little words she doesn't have much to say aside from getting obsessed with the challenge and getting lost in it she feels she played badly and thinks she could be in the bottom Drag Celeste feels like she was in her element and satisfied with her performance. And Poopy thinks she, Celeste, and Paquita were the stars of Snatch Game. Interesting that she placed Paquita in the top. Okay. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know why she thought Paquita did well. Maybe, again, there's something about the way they edited, like, mm -hmm. stuff we didn't see. I don't know, but choices i think well i don't know because again a hard character with the whole background i thought carmen was better mm -hmm. uh but it is true it was mostly interactions with others that made her stand out than he, by herself 
Now to Jirigi. After creating an iconic moment, she's about to snatch her own wig and shows that she is now one of the baldies of the cast. Good for her. We love... I sometimes feel like that. Sometimes I want to shake my fucking head and not struggle. <laughs> Paquita believes that her character wasn't giving much and thus she did more and that is how she wouldn't be eliminated. Very fair to say that's uh, what saved Jirigi. Yeah, I agree. The queens get to painting now where we learn that this was not the first time Jirigi shaved her head. She was 18 years old, and when she came out, she had a dysphoric moment because her body changed. She cut her hair, had a mini Britney moment. Onyx says he's been Jirigi's friend for some time and knows how important hair is. So for her to shave it proves how commitment to what she does is strong. Jirigi says they give too much importance of how they look, and she doesn't want to live like that. Onyx notes that trans kids are often forced to prove their femininity or masculinity, and if you don't fulfill it, they may not be approved. Jirigi says we live in a binary society, and when you're a baby, you want to fit in. Her goal is to not even look cis, even though she is a trans woman. Being trans is valid, and it's the best. It's nothing she has to hide or try to modify. She understands about cis passing as a social pressure, but she is feeling safe in society. She wants to celebrate all sorts of bodies, Women who have penises and men who have pussies. Very, 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 very important conversation here. Yes. I actually, before you called, we were talking about that, my girlfriend and I. I just, we were actually talking about, like, why is it so hard to understand? But, you know, people are stupid. I mean, uh, there are people in our community, in general, who still can't quite grasp it. And it's not for their ignorance or or lack of wanting to understand it it's it's just something new in the sense of it's out in the open and and accepted to talk about now i think no i think it's more like binary is ingrained on us a lot mm -hmm. you know yeah. i i'm more into the idea that people like people like you know mm -hmm. if you like someone you like someone that's it but I don't know, people sometimes get very focused on details, which is stupid. Right. But I mean, yeah, that's why I like to say in my drag, that's my joke, that I'm a vagina owner. Because when people mm -hmm. ask me how I identify, most of the times I find out they want to know what's between my legs. They don't care right. how I identify. They don't care like... If I say I'm a woman or I'm non-binary or I'm a man or whatever, they just want to know what's in between my legs. So I yeah. always like, yes, I'm a vagina owner. Ha ha ha. So I get I think it. Also, the conversation about cis passing was really interesting because that's not necessarily a conversation we've had on Drag Race. Yeah. Um, but it, it's definitely a real, real thing. No, of course. Well, at least I can talk by back in Mexico they kind of say like as a mocking way um mm -hmm. we have like a market where all of the like the brujas who read mm -hmm. tarot cards and stuff like that most of them are trans but it's a very divided community because you have like they say the trans who have money the rich ones and the poor ones mm -hmm. normally they make this joke that oh you can tell who is a rich trans or a poor trans because they're cis passing or not cis passing, right. which is like stupid. But 
yeah well i hope this conversation continues and i hope that um just even them talking about it enlightens other people to want to learn more and understand more and accept more because that's what we need in this world Let's head to the runway where Supreme Deluxe is giving us a dazzling silver number, fringe and feather fantasy. The pink rooted wig, not the worst, but um, I love when Supreme looks expensive. She's she looks supreme. I do. I did like the look, to be honest. We have Javier Ambrosi. Anna Locking really aiming to compete on season four. She is really trying to be a competitor. Javier Paolo and special guest show Silvia Abril. Um, her drag this week was sublime. I love the hair. The hair. So good. I think I told my category is I want yeah. the hair. I want that. That's how I want let's, my hair. Let's make it happen for you. Who who can design it for you? Who's good? To, uh, who who do you like as wig designers? Most of the wig designers that I like and most of my wigs are from Mexico. So it's yeah. not that I don't want them. It's just they take a little bit to get here. That's fair. Well, go find Styled by Michael. We love Styled by Michael on the podcast. Oh, I will go because I need some hair and I also need a new outfit for my show that is coming. There it is. All right. Category is redemption. In honor of the runway, we will play immaculate redemption or no redemption span. Stretch in there, people, but we got it. We are going to start with Drag Setlas doing the Day of the Beast look. Look by Dani Villera Creciones. She is giving us a giant ass wolf puppet. I was like, oh, okay, this is something wild. And then the reveal, not greatly executed. But what was underneath was fucking incredible. High drag. The stunning colors. This look was just monumental. Gold. Impressively done. Oh my god, this was a moment. Kant was served. That's the only thing I have to say. Kant was served. Honestly, they should not have made her open that fucking runway. I'm sorry. Because everyone (laughs) could have to know it's not going to be good. Yeah, uh, I will say that after that, I was like, oh, that was great. And then I was like, oh, okay, I think that was the only way. The judges say they are glad she chose her character and proves she is funny and can do impressions. This is an immaculate redemption. Oh, my God, it's so good. I love that, yes. Okay, bias here, because, again, Setlas, she was very known in Mexico. Like, she's a very well regarded and high drag in me- at least in mexico i knew about her even before drag race spain it's like an iconic performance in canarias when she was in her original season i was so disappointed and so like gagged that she was not that iconic icon right and now she's oh this is the setless we know this this is is it. we Audience loved it. 100% Immaculate Redemption. Moving on to Paquita, Wig Palooza, no designers listed. So she's using the same category, but sort of reinventing the original concept. I think had she done the black hair to tie into the original look, I would have been more satisfied, but this was an upgrade of a look. I love the way it's got this Victorian element to it and very out of the box for her and her drag aesthetic. The ship was very draggy. It, it was a good look. I like it. I do like it. I don't think it's 
fitting that well the category in my opinion I, it's I a agree. beautiful look it's a beautiful look though i'll give her an immaculate redemption i think it's it's good it's good i just think it's not very fitting to the challenge but yes amazing audience 71 immaculate redemption 29 no redemption spam Samantha Ballantyne's doing the Day of the Beast prosthetics by Look Art Studio. So this was a terrible look at the first time, and it's still terrible this time. Yeah, the only that. upgrade here is the Jimbo boobs. I do not understand how she thinks the cheap ass makeup effect is any better. I really hate it. It felt so cheap. I yeah, I was gonna say like I don't feel an improvement. I feel like it's the same thing. Just you got more expensive props that you did not even know how to exactly. Like the judges say her Raphael was Raphael, but also Samantha. They say the look is not in the evolution of the look, but it's in control. I no, I it was terrible. No redemption span. Yeah, I, I agree 100 percent And there's audience so much you can do. You can do with that. I agree. I and and listen, she had a lot of bad looks. She could have done a lot of other things for this runway. True. The audience, 53% Immaculate Redemption, 47% No Redemption Span. Oh, Onyx wow. Unleashed. Wow, yeah, know, okay. right? Very kind. I'm a big gag. Very kind. Yes. Uh, Spanish Doll. Look by the Monster Project, hair by Pablo Tahur, wigs. So th it's the look she got eliminated in, but now it's in plastic robot form. I think it's a really cool and fun look and very on brand with her drag. I love that the doll is encased in the suit. It's well crafted. It's well thought out. I thought it was fun. I think it's a very good look. It's very fun and yes, very well made. I'm actually like zooming right now. It's just such a shame that she fucking sucked <laughs> in the snatch game. Yeah. The judges say there was has everything in the character impression, but it lacked comedy and held her back. They tell her the look represents her perfectly. I will give her an Immaculate Redemption. Yes, I agree. Audience, 88% Immaculate Redemption, 12% no redemption span. Poopy Poison doing Bathroom Fantasy. Look by David Moss, hair by Alphonse Jacore. I think it was a bold decision to come out in a design challenge redemption look. Like Samantha, she also had a lot of bad looks on the season, so why this one... It's an upgrade, yet still very tacky. I think the color story is great. The references are clear. I knew which runway this was. It's fun. It's flirty. Showcase that she has found some improvement. I do think she's very lucky that her Snatch Game was sublime, or she might have just been saved for the week. Yeah. I agree with that, because, ooh. I, I, don't, I don't like it that much. I really... I mean, the, the judges tell her Snatch Game entered. Huh? Say it again. It's a redemption. Uh, no, if it, it's a look. It's a look. That's fair. They tell her her Snatch Game entered the Spain Snatch Game Olympus alongside Pink Shador and Sharon. They say her look was redeemed. I will give her a soft right in the line immaculate redemption. You're going to go no redemption span. Uh, no. I mean, no, 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 no. I, I, wait, 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 wait. I'll put it like in the middle. Because okay, it, it's, it's better than the original. Yes. 
Would I put it like as a redemption, redemption? No, because it's like, again, choices were made. Audience, 58% immaculate redemption, 42% no redemption span. Jirigi Dercleve, Future Me, Look by Antonio Velasco Madrid, Hair by Cesar Fernandez. She's giving you Barbarella with actual cone tick guns sparkling. I think this is stunning and futuristic and exciting. I love the hair. It's not the most brazenly novel idea, but it works for her redemption. I, well, I, I will, a little bit more elevated than the past one. Mm -hmm. Is it better than the original? 100%. Is it like the best for a redemption? Maybe not, but it's very well made. It looks good. Maybe as a first time look, I think it's very good. But for a redemption, maybe not. However, I feel like Jurigi was very good in general in her season with looks. Like, I don't think she's right. one. So it was hard. Yeah, so it was like hard. So like redemption itself, I would say no, but it's a good look. I'll give it immaculate redemption. Yeah, I'll, I'll let uh, I'll let audience eighty eight percent immaculate redemption, twelve percent no redemption span. Sagittarius, Knight of a Thousand Rosalias, look by Alvaro Moreno, hair by Quindam Wiggs. Again, another one who really was not terrible in the runways her season, but she has to do this challenge. Yeah. I think this is a fun interpretation of her original Rosalia look. She had a lot of great looks, so it was hard, but it's very simple yet fashionable. It, She looks fierce. It's perfect, but for her, it's safe because it didn't improve. I think that's the same thing with Judy G. Again, like, it's hard because she was very good with her looks in general. I'll say that right. I'll give her the redemption quality as much as, yes, it's not gaggy. Uh I do recognize this more as Rosalia than the one that she did. Right. The judges say that she wasn't Rosario. It was an Andalusian woman who said Rosario things. Sagittaria will get emotional and that she doesn't like to be sad, but they tell her she has to learn from it and that she puts too much pressure on herself. I will give her look an immaculate redemption. I hate crying. So I feel like sometimes when you cry like that, it's just that people like, like, oh, I'm crying. Like, okay, yes, give us rating. Give us rating. <laughs> there it is. The audience, 88% Immaculate Redemption, 12% No Redemption Span. And finally, Hornella Gongora, Princess Makeover. Look by Antonio Velasco Madrid, hair by Malibu, jewels by Maria Frases, vintage. This is so beautiful and animated and exactly how you redeem that original look. She's like Cinderella with the birds keeping the gown afloat. The hair is cute. I love how much life and movement she is giving to this look. Well executed, well presented. I do love it. I'll just say that I don't like her makeup in that look. It's a little harsh. Yeah. I mean, for, because of the look is like so soft and oh, uh, uh, like mm -hmm. that face. Fix it. The judges tell her she has a master's in creepy men, but feels that jose luis wasn't really him they say sh her jokes didn't work but they love her look as it is absolutely improved i agree immaculate redemption yeah i agree audience 100 immaculate redemption supreme has decided that drag set samantha valentine's onyx poopy poison sagittaria hornella gongora are tops and bottoms paquita jirigi Dirkli are safe and then we'll reveal the top two are Poopy and Drag Setlas. Onyx Sagittaria are the bottom two. Do you agree? 
With the bottom, yes. Uh, well, I mean, I agree with the top, but I don't agree with what you said about... Um, Same. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It, I, it's just insane to me that Samantha was technically a top here. Yeah, that's what I, I, I like. I do remember her snatch game and everything. I, again, I thought it was meh, but I, I actually don't recall her being on top. That's like weird. Well, I do. It was either her or Hornella, and Hornella, unless they had four bottoms this week, I don't think that's possible, is it? Yeah. I mean, yeah, for uh, top two, definitely Setlas and Poopy, of course. Yeah. And the bottom, I agree too. The rest will be the, the queens. Safe. Yeah, the queens head back and the mood is heavy. Onyx is wearing the two bottom appearances with pride. She's got mixed emotions, though. This was a redemption episode, but she didn't redeem Snatch Game. Sagittarius is fine, and that's all she's going to say for now. Poopy knows the power is there, and she understands the pressure of winning and having to kick a sister out. So our first conversation will start with Onyx and Sela, who so both have to stand to have this conversation because their looks prevent them from sitting down. They're I mean, feeling deja vu. Yeah, go ahead. I, okay. I don't know what she was thinking, of course not. But I think like Setlas is like, bitch, you're my friend and I helped you. And now you're just like fucking it up again. Right. I mean, I don't know. I would, I would be like, bitch, I helped you, but you're not helping yourself. The fuck? Like, maybe I cannot well, save you again. Right. Setlas doesn't want Onyx to look disappointed and defeated, but is sad that her life is in Setlas's hands. Setlas wants her to stay, but Onyx says she will fight when she can. Over with Poopy and Sagittaria, we're going to get a glimpse of why Poopy won Miss Congeniality as she is there comforting Sagittaria. She tells her that if she shows her more vulnerability and her vulnerable side, they will love her more. She may want to look tough with a poker face, but it drives people away as she puts up a barrier. Sagittaria knows she's right, but she is suffering. Now, Poopy will ask her to tell her how excited she is to be there, and she says she wants to make the finals and show things she hasn't. Poopy is upset that she's not selling herself more. This was a really cool moment for Poopy. Yeah. But I do agree with her advice because Sagittaria did yeah. go to the finale in her original season. It's more like instead of just like, oh, I want to go to the finale, is I mean, maybe what she should have said is like, I want to show them who I am inside, like who I am as a person, not just yeah. as a, a drag artist, right? Because exactly. we know she's pretty, we know that she can do stuff. But like, what is your personality? Who are you? Poopy, again, is forced to stand with Onyx because Onyx just cannot sit down. With her, Onyx has mixed feelings and tells Poopy comedy short circuits her brain. Poopy tells her nothing is how in how she's feeling, and Onyx believes the writing is on the wall with Poopy. She thinks she's going to kick her out. But Onyx will give a bit of a fight, something that Sagittarius didn't offer Poopy. She sold herself and makes her hesitant still that Poopy won't save her. And finally, with Setlas and Sagittarius, Sagi tells Setlas she wants to compete with them and keep fighting. She says she has a lot to offer. 
Sela says it hurts her as she knows she is a warrior, but she too wants to let it out and fight for her life. Sagittaria doesn't have much to offer aside from saying she wants to get to the end, but also feels that Setless will kick her out too. Poopy and Setless have to select their lipsticks and their runway looks, which I guess is how they do things on Drag Race Espanol All-Stars. I wish they got to change, but hey, it is what it is. Yeah, um, but I what mean, I will say... Yeah, go ahead. No, no, no. I, uh, what you were saying, that Onyx things like it was their time. But, I mean... If I was Poopy or Setless, I would think like, bitch, they already saved you. They gave you a chance and you didn't yeah. come through. So I'm sorry. It's I would have been Onyx too. The Queen's Return. The song is Noshentera by Vico. I feel like they were giving this to Poopy no matter what. We will find out who Setless would have saved next week, but I feel like they wanted Onyx out. So even if Setless did save onyx which i'm wondering if she did they're not going to let setless win again overall this was poopy giving camp and setless being tall and taking off her drag but the gag poopy did a split who would have thunk the old lady could do a split i was living more for the song to be honest yeah are you a fan of the song yeah it's a senora song maybe that's I why poopy it. won it's a senora <laughs> maybe in the end, Poopy does win. Setless is safe, and Poopy has decided to eliminate Onyx. You obviously believe that it was the right decision. I do too. Yeah, I mean, even I mean, like I get if, if I was Setless or on or Poopy, like okay, if I was Poopy and Onyx is not my close friend, if I see it outside, I'll be like, hey, your friend already gave you a chance last week, and you didn't come through. How are you going to sell yourself and going to prove me like, oh, I want to be here, I want to be here, but you're going to end up in the bottom again? Yeah. Like, show me. And I mean, even as a babysitter with my my kids, when they're like, I'm listening, I'm like, no, bitch, show me that you're listening. I don't need you to tell me that you're listening. Show it's me. True. It's the same. And if I was at last, it's like, as a friend, we'll be like, bitch, I gave you a chance. You asked me for a chance. You're my friend. But now you're making me look like a fucking fool. It's true. All right. I got some burning questions to wrap this podcast up. Are you ready? What is Onyx's legacy? <laughs> I don't want to say it. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Don't say it. <laughs> say it. You know you want to say it. You know you want to say it. Being in the bottom. Yeah, this was this history repeated itself. This very much felt like a storyline exit because it was literally the same exact episode she left on. Literally, yes. I guess she's really uh, good at drag, but not on drag race. Yeah, I was gonna say that. I think it's the, the case of good drag queen outside, like performing and stuff, but maybe not very good at playing the game. I agree. Who won the week? Who had the best episode? Setless for me. I mean, she's been she's been in the top the two episodes so far. Yeah. I'm gonna give it to all the Spanish pop culture fans. They had a great episode with Snatch Game. <laughs> Who's the loser of this week? Me. I'm the loser. <laughs> no, the all right. I still think it was very cotton. Yeah. We have a ball next week. Who do you think will do well and who is gonna fall flat? Uh, well, I think now it's going to be the time for Sagittaria to shine. 
Absolutely. Maybe said less again, but that's me being biased. Uh, I know I, okay, no, I'm going to change it. Maybe said less, but I think surely in the top could be Sagittaria and Gigi. And in the bottom, Agreed. you know who, the old ladies. Samantha Valentine's. Samantha Valentine's and Samantha Valentine's. Just Samantha Valentine's. Samantha and if, if either of them end up winning this week, some crazy witch has gone into that studio and has destroyed the vibe and made things happen. I... Wow. Can't wait for this one. Yeah. I... After two episodes, the winner of the season is. Setless for me. Agreed. Setless at this point. Um, it, it, she's good. She's really fucking good. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty excited. When they announced it, I was very happy for Setless. And I'm very happy that she's showing the icon that she is and why we admire her in Mexico for several years not from now. The only way she will be not the winner is if she's in the bottom and someone wants to play a dirty game. I agree. But, I mean, now she proved that she's funny, so I don't see it. It's true. All right. Where can we find you on social media, Venmo, and any projects you want to plug? Yes, you can find me in my Instagram as Lori Story with double Y. And I will invite everyone to come to Silly Cabaret, where we are fucking funny and you will understand every reference. Good. We love that. It's going to be funny for everyone. Well, it's on we love March funny. 24th at Brooklyn Maid. You can buy tickets already. We have a fun cast, some drag icons here in NYC. And yeah, just go find it on my Instagram. I have it there. Amazing. Well, thank you so much as always for being here. It was a blast. Yay!